Hello and welcome to How to Be a Better DM, the official podcast of Monsters.Rent. My name is Tanner Wayland, and I'm here with Justin Lewis. Say hi. Hi there. Well, everyone, we are so happy to be together. As you know, uh, Justin with his new baby, we haven't had as much of a chance to record. Uh, how's it been, Justin? Uh, honestly, having a baby is easier and harder, much harder than I thought, right? Um, it's just, it's crazy. The effect. <sighs> honestly, if that doesn't tell you <laughs> what you need to know about having a baby, then I don't know what would. Exactly. I, I love that. that. That yawn was timed perfectly. Um, either way. We're, we're super happy to have you back and just to be recording again. Uh, let's let's hop into a fun little topic, kind of a, a creativity-focused um, topic about how to make a campaign that is focused on going on an expedition. Namely, what makes an expedition-based campaign different from a normal campaign? Uh, now, uh, Justin, have you, you know, have you ever seen any movies that come to mind of like, an expedition or a journey or something like that? Absolutely. Um, there are many, many out there. And just to give you kind of a an idea of sort of the breadth that you can go when you think of expedition, there's Atlantis, the Disney animated yep. movie, which is a hidden treasure, I'd say. Uh, I would love to play a D&D campaign in that world that would be so fun uh, and you know on the other hand there's alien versus predator both of those are expeditions right uh but obviously there's twists and turns along. yeah way. exactly you know i think i think it's such an an important story format for like you know for for movies especially but for D, you know there's so many uh, great things that you can do with it, right? Uh, many D&D campaigns, like longer-running campaigns, kind of take the form of an expedition, or, or they can, but I think that there are specific things that you can do that can kind of set it apart and uh, and offer a new type of experience to players. Uh, but, you know, I think that our greatest teacher of what makes an expedition different from a normal campaign is Dora the Explorer, if we're being honest. Um, <laughs> I just uh, I was thinking thinking about it earlier, and I was like, actually, she's she's like the kind of format of her thing of like, oh, we need something. We're going to go through this dark tunnel around the mountain. You know, uh, for anyone who isn't from the U.S., Dora the Explorer is this cartoon. Uh, that, you know, was supposed to teach, you know, English-speaking uh, children about how to speak Spanish, right? Uh, it was mostly in English, but, you know, she'd have teach some Spanish phrases. And the kind of the whole thing was like, oh, she needed an object. In order to get the object, she she would find the map in her backpack, look at it. It'd be like, oh, you do these, go past these three places with their own challenges uh, and then you reach the thing that you're trying to get. And, and that's kind of, I think that that can really be a good um, benchmark for what makes an expedition different. Yeah, uh, it's it's kind of the idea of, <clears throat> well, well, and I guess we need to be careful when talking about expedition because it could be easy to think, 
oh, well, that's just the hero's journey, right? Because the hero is supposed to, you know, theoretically go on this quest. But generally, expeditions have sort of a different feel, yeah. right? With the hero's journey, there's there's the quest, but I feel like the expedition, um, one of the biggest parts of the expedition is the travel, right? It's this, it, it's the idea that we like the the, the quest is to travel, yeah. you know, to go there, to to get there, and and I think you're right exactly in that door of the explorer. Every episode, well, I haven't watched it in a while, um, so I, I would, I, I don't know exactly every episode, but, you know, she's always calling for the map, right, which tells you kind of the steps to get there. Yeah, exactly. Like, I think um, you kind of hit the nail on the head. An expedition is different in the way that the journey is kind of the main thing you're focusing on. And we're not saying this in a, you know, philosophical, like, oh, find joy in the journey thing that we're saying that literally <laughs> friendship was the treasure all exactly along. <laughs> you know <laughs> i think that that's i i don't want you to think well duh tanner everything's about the journey no i'm saying the ex an expedition type campaign should be about the journey it's about getting there and it's about the things that you kind of carry through uh throughout the journey right um like to yeah. to hop into it uh, about like some specifics I think that uh, I think another uh, thing that we could look at that's honestly analogous to to Dora the Explorer is Indiana Jones and and if you kind of compare these two examples you find out a few things that that really I've seen in a lot of D&D expedition campaigns that really work now first I would say that it's very important that in an expedition that in an expedition campaign you emphasize time and resources. Now, by this I mean, like, usually, and, and I do this too, uh, DMs, we will kind of retcon or hand wave uh, using rations from day to day or food or anything like that, right? Um, and, and even like, oh man, it's really cold outside because it's winter. You know, we'll, we'll do flavor snow or flavor sun, if that makes sense, where we're like, oh, the sun's in the sky and it's hot. Um, but then you just go into the inn and you're fine. Or, oh man, it's just, it's pouring rain out there. Uh, luckily you're near your house, so you go back inside. With an expedition, you actually take these mundane elements and you're like, hey, roll skill checks. It's freezing outside. Or, man, the rain has gotten really hard and there's a mudslide on the road that you're on. You know, and you kind of make the journey have traps. You make the journey have enemies. You make the journey have uh, items in a way that usually you might reserve for just like a dungeon, you know? Absolutely. And and in bringing that up, I think it's important to talk about two things. One um, is... <clears throat> You can make an ex. You can make an expedition. Uh, sorry, my my, ki my kid's crying in the <laughs> other room. Um, but you can make an expedition campaign, not be an expedition campaign, right? So, what do I mean by that? In my current campaign, right, my party entered the astral sea to get to. Well, in 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 my campaign, the astral sea is basically treasure planet rules, Classic. right? Where every plane is yeah super fun every plane is a different planet and you can get there on basically you know spaceships 
and they were trying to get to this far-off uh, planet to rescue some friends of one of the party members who have become slaves, right? So theoretically, that could be an expedition, yeah. right? Somehow, uh, I made it not an expedition, right? Um, and I think part of it was I definitely forgot that, you know, you have very cool touristy spots like we kind of talked about like you know it's it's this journey uh but but i think i also fell into the main trap of expedition type stories in that i i made it a slog yeah. right uh there's there's one side where you have to keep track of rations and you know you keep track of the days you're traveling and there's the other side where you're essentially playing you know oregon trail <laughs> where every day is very similar, right? Like you, you sort of run out of things to do every day. Uh, and, and I think it might be good for us to, to talk about ways to make it so it isn't so much of a slog, but you still incorporate some of those really interesting mechanics like, hey, it's been snowing every day. Are you going to get a point of exhaustion today, right? Or what can you do around that? So, so I think that might be something we should talk about too. Yeah, I totally agree because because uh, I've noticed that too, where it's like, hey, you might get excited as a DM about this concept of like, oh my goodness, I'm going to have him roll uh, for survival in a real way, you know? Uh, the ranger's going to just <laughs> hit his peak in this uh, campaign because you know we're going to be out in nature. But that can get really boring because it's one thing to be like, oh my goodness, a monster uh, like breathes ice breath on you, you know, uh, roll this kind of check, right? Um, that's very different from like, oh, hey, you've been a cold for the past few days. Roll a check to see if you get uh, hypothermia or something, right? Uh, because like a monster is very exciting and is very immediate. Uh, weather is not. And so I think that the, a few ways that you can do this is, you know, having limits and stating those kind of like limits to the players in, in a way that they can understand, like being like, oh, my goodness, you see that the map, you are halfway through this region that's very snowy. Um, you still have another half. What's your plan? You know, and, and giving them specific things, consequences, but maybe even more specifically giving them like uh explicit goals like being like if you do not find shelter you're going to have i'm going to uh roll a thing and if you fit and if it passes you lose a finger right if you give certain things like that that it's like time barred it's not just a consistent thing it's like it's one event that you're being explicit about but it has a consequence and it has a specific goal that you are giving them i think that can add some good direction that will kind of make it less of a slog, if that makes sense. You work eight hours a day. You spend time with your family, and when you come home, you do work around the house. And it seems that you never have as much time as you would like to prepare for your D&D sessions. Does this sound like you? Wouldn't it be amazing to have endless material prepared for your D&D sessions anyways? That's where Roll and Play Press comes in. Roll and Play Press provides D&D 5e compatible material for any type of session. Running a one-shot? Check out their One-Shot Wonders book with over 100 one-shot ideas. Getting started with a new sci-fi campaign? 
Get their Game Master's Sci-Fi Toolkit to have your games much more prepared with much less effort. Why reinvent the wheel? Check out Roll and Play Press at rollandplaypress.com, see what they have to offer, and get a 10% discount when you buy something by using the code BETTERDM10, that's B-E-T-T-E-R-D-M-10, at checkout. Give yourself just a little bit extra help so that you can continue being the world's greatest dungeon master. Oh yeah, I think you're exactly right. And another thing that you were you were saying that really kind of triggered on me maybe one of like the biggest keys of the expedition is the map, yeah. right? And <clears throat> normally it's it's a multi-staged map, right? Mm-hmm. It's a, it's a treasure map where you know, take 15 paces to this landmark and then do something else rather than go into the astral sea and then go to this planet, yeah. right? Like my my case. Uh, and with those sort of maps where it's like, uh, and then the map doesn't always necessarily need to be clear, right? But it does take you from point A to B to C to D to E to F, which is where you actually want to go. All along the way, those points are points of interest. And at that point, it becomes a lot easier to do every single day or do like what a lot of movies do and do sort of montages, right? Where, you know, for the next two or three days, you guys are walking through the snowstorm uh, and, you know, behind the scenes, you can roll whatever you want and decide, oh, a storm hit. And guess what? Like Tanner said, you guys have to find shelter in the next half hour or each of you are losing something that's attached to your body. And and I think, you know, that makes it a, a little bit more manageable, even for the DM, because, you know, you know, all, all I have to worry about is this stretch and then this stretch and then this stretch. Right. And it's it's uh, I know we talk a lot about railroading a lot on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's it's railroading, except you're not railroading because they're railroading themselves. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and that's that's the thing. An expedition, I think you have a little bit more license to railroad because you're kind of being like, hey, I'm taking you on a literal journey. Come along with me. Mm-hmm. You know, so that kind of brings us to another part of this that it's like, hey, if you're going to do an expedition uh, type campaign, uh, you're going to want some interesting spots along the way, right? Yeah, you want the journey to be interesting, but you want some specific spots that fulfill a couple things. One, they show a change of pace, right? So it's not always going to be a city, you know, and it's not always going to be a dungeon. It's going to be a little peppering of each, right? And sometimes it's just going to be a little oasis, right? An oasis where it's like, oh, a monster attacks them or, you know, or a trap or they find a little tunnel like at the bottom, at the very center of the oasis of the pool that if they dive down into, there's a treasure chest or something, you know, you want highlights along the way, almost like tourist spots that stand out, right? Much like you would in your, if you were to go on an expedition, I say in quote marks, because like uh, the mo- the closest anyone gets to an expedition nowadays is going on vacation. But you have like the travel is interesting, but it's less interesting if you're not going between interesting spots, you know? Absolutely. Uh, And even on that note, I would say the very last place has to be 
like the most interesting and the, or the most desirable or, or something like that, right? Like, you know, it's, it's the holy grail, uh, you know, that you have to get at the end of the challenges, right? Or it's treasure planet, yep. right? Which could theoretically be considered an expedition. Oh yeah, totally. Um, so, you know, you definitely want to bake that in into the story, right? Whether, whether you tell your party members everything, it's up to you, but they need to have some sort of large motivation to get there. Um, and because of that, because there's often this large motivation to get there, there will often be reasons for others to try and get there as well. Yes. Right. And, you know, in expeditions, I think one constant has to be danger, mm -hmm. right? And, and the unknown, right? You know, um, thinking about Jumanji, like the latest Jumanji movies where they're in a video game, right? That's sort of an expedition because they're going from point to point to point, trying to do certain mm -hmm. things. And the goal is to get out of the game. Um, there's always this nemesis that kind of wants the opposite of what they want, but there's also like sort of environmental danger. And so you never know if, if when you get to point B, you're going to see the nemesis or it's just going to be like a sandstorm, right? Exactly. You know, cause, cause you kind of need that consistent sense of danger, but sometimes you want it to be a specific type of danger that's following, right? Because I mean, isn't that more interesting storytelling, right? If at the start of your quest, like the town mayor or a dying scholar is like, oh my goodness, you have to get the book of such and such before they do. And then suddenly you have someone that you're chasing or who's chasing you or that you're both chasing after the same goal, right? And that's just great storytelling. And it, and it allows for interesting run-ins along the way. Going back to Dora the Explorer, it's exactly like Swiper, you know? <laughs> swiper, no swiping. Uh, once again, for people who don't know about Dora the Explorer, uh, she every episode, she ran into a specific uh, fox with like a thieves band, like bandana, something like that, uh, but like over its eyes. And it would try and steal something from them, uh, from Dora, right? And, and you see that in Indiana Jones where it's like, oh, the, the Nazi that he runs into at the very start of the adventure is the one that he that follows and chases him throughout the whole thing, right? And, and I think that that's, that's not accidental. It's not because they're like, oh, what do we do? I guess we do this. It's like, no, that adds tension and it adds conflict and it also makes a reason for your players to hurry, which can't be overstated because with an expedition... Players could be slow about it, and you want to have a sense of urgency to be like, hey, the other people are on their way too. They might be ahead of you. Can you really afford to rest? You know? You may be asking yourself, how do I get more out of how to be a better DM? You probably want even more tips, more entertainment, or perhaps just exclusive access to a secret society of people bent on ruling the world. Well we don't actually have desires to rule the world, but it does sound like what you want and what you need is to join our Patreon. You'll get access to our private Discord, which will give you direct access to all the hosts of this show, as well as our other Dungeon Masters who are just like you. You'll also be able to make fan requests for How to Be a Better DM. And lastly, you just help support the show so we can give you ever better content. 
If you want to join the Patreon, go to sessionzerostudios.com slash startadventure and join our Patreon today. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're, we're coming down to the end of today's episode. I think it would be really cool if we gave sort of like an off-the-hip, uh, off-the-cuff, I guess, uh, example of like s- some sort of expedition you could do in, in, in a D&D setting, right? Like we just make it up on the spot. I can go first yeah, if you want. Um, you know, let's say in this world, one of the gods has just decided to retire, right? And so he's literally giving his godhood up to the first, you know, whoever can get to his house. His house happens to be inside a pocket dimension, and he's placed portals all over the world, right? Mm-hmm. And he's told you if you can get to this portal, and then he, he probably says some riddle. So once you get to the portal, you enter the pocket dimension, have to travel through his realm, get to his house. Uh, the twist at the end would probably be that he's not actually looking to um, like give up his godhood. He's probably trying to root out his biggest competitors. So, he, you know, he kills people who probably could kill him or something like yep. that. Uh, or, you know, he does give it up. Anyways, that that's one quick example because in that, you and your party would probably make it to a portal, come out the other side and see a rival party doing the same thing and realize, okay, this is a race for time. But then you also realize that you're not exactly there yet and, and so forth. So that was just one that I came up with. Okay, I've got one and it's kind of, uh, I would say that it would start with the players going to an old abandoned church. So also religious, but in a, in a different way. And within that church, they they find a group of, you know, common bandits who have come to get an ancient relic that was hidden in the kind of basement beneath the basement, the one that people didn't know about. And the players fight them off because they're like, oh, uh, we were asked by the local, local clergyman to uh, check out who's defiling this old church, you know, this abandoned church. And mm-hmm. they do that. And then they find that the bandits had found this ancient, like, uh, withered-looking, like, staff that was made of wood, but it had, like, interesting carvings on it. And then they hear, like, from the bandits, like, the bandits saying that they were had to deliver it to, you know, so-and-so, right? And then they find clues on the staff, and they go back to the clergy who assigned them, and they were like, oh, this is the staff of, you know... Yggdrasil or something, right? That you know, the world tree, mm-hmm. and it has writing that can actually lead you there. And, and then that goes on the journey, you know, where they take the staff, they have to go to the druid's forest to get some, uh, you know, knowledge there. And then the druids are like, Oh, we could help you, but this kind of info was in our library at so and so, and then you go there, and then the library actually has the info. And then you go to the the world tree. Whatever it is, it kind of builds upon itself, you know? I love that. I love that. But anyway, yeah, I, I hope that you guys who are listening, you DMs, really look into this. Because I think it's a very fun change of pace. Especially if you've done a few, you know, campaigns or, or mini campaigns or one shots. Where it's just been like confined to a city uh, or a dungeon. And it hasn't really, you know, it's been kind of samey in terms of uh, plot structure. I think an expedition would really make you, you know, stretch your creative muscles and focus on slightly different things than normal. And you'll still get a lot of combat. You'll still get opportunities for role playing as you run into various NPCs. And I think you'll have a really great time. Uh, any, Any last thoughts, Justin? 
Um, no, just that I think doing an expedition story is a really great opportunity to paint pictures with your words, right? Uh, more than probably other stories, the players are expecting to go to new places, sort of experience new things. So when you do that, just let your imagination run wild, right? When they're going through a forest, it doesn't have to look like our forests, yep. right? The trees could be covered in spikes that are actually super soft to the touch <laughs> and kind of make you feel really good for some reason. I don't know why, I, you know, yes. like, you know, why, why not? Right. Exactly. You know, it's an opportunity. Uh, if you've ever seen a movie like that, like in Indiana Jones or played a game that's been ex about expedition, like uncharted or anything, you know, that the lo locations and the things you see are just beautiful. And that's an opportunity for you as a DM to just kind of just mainline a bunch of, you know, cool locales. Uh, in in front of your players, and, and I think that that is a really fun time. And I hope you you find an opportunity to do that in a campaign in the near future. And until next time, let's roll initiative. <laughs>